0: Hey, everybody, welcome to The Pillar Podcast, a Catholic news and analysis conversation each week. I'm your host and The Pillar's editor-in-chief, J.D. Flynn, and I am joined by Pillar editor and Pillar Media co-founder, Ed Condon. Ed, hello. Hi, J.D. Hi. Hi. Uh, it's great to be with you, Ed, and it is great to be doing this podcast um, to announce the beginning of a new project for you and me. Some of the people listening to this podcast may be familiar with us from other journalistic projects we have done in the past or other podcasts we have done in the past. But today, we are uh, very glad to uh, announce together that we have begun a new journalistic project, a new Catholic Apostolic project uh, that we are calling The Pillar. This is the first podcast of The Pillar. A news project that involves both podcasting each week and also investigative and analytic journalism on the life of the Catholic Church. Ed, it's great to begin with you.
1: It is a very new year indeed, JD. Um Yes, I, I'm I'm excited. Uh excited is a good is a good word to substitute for terrified and anxious and all of the other things that I am feeling. But nevertheless, this is a very interesting um this is a very interesting project that I am very excited to begin with you and um, I think more importantly that you know we're, we're doing this for a reason that there is a need that you know we we see um, a way in which we can serve the church and ultimately that's what this is about
0: that's right. A new year, a new project, an old partnership in that you and I have worked together as Catholic journalists for quite some time, but a new partnership for us in that we have begun this new project together, The Pillar, which maybe we should say in a certain way, in fact, the, the Lord has begun, because this is a project that began in God's providence um, by an invitation to both of us to do um, to do a new thing. And, uh, and that new thing is in the realm of work that we have done before as Catholic journalists, but in a new way. Our aim with The Pillar is to produce investigative journalism, to be able to step back from the news cycle, the daily news cycle, which is important to follow, important to cover, but for us to be able to step back from that to do some investigative work uh, regarding the life of the church, to do some analytical work regarding the life and activities and ministry of the church and um, to be able to bring whatever skills we have as journalists, whatever training and talent we have as journalists in service to the church in this new way, which will be primarily expressed in newsletters that we will be developing uh, through Substack in this podcast and then in regular investigative work that we will be able to uh, spend some time working on. This project is a kind of a a stepping back, as I said, from the new cycle, not to sort of not to sort of step back from our commitment to hard work and service of the church, but to be able to take new approaches and make new efforts at investigative and long form work into the issues affecting the life of the church and the solutions that are being proffered and being attempted, and the ways in which the Lord is unfolding uh, new things in the life of the church are. Belief has always been that journalism is an expression of the prophetic ministry of our baptism, and this is an effort to begin doing that um, in an independent way by the two of us, uh, and to see how providence leads us.
1: Yes, i I think um, I think it's important to to make it clear that you know what we what we don't want the pillar to be is part of the of the sort of minute by minute daily. News cycle because I think that that's a space that's well served and and I'm glad that it is but really there's there's a temptation I think to treat the longer form the wider angle lens the the deep dive work of journalism especially in the Catholic space as sort of a luxury to be indulged from time to time and and really I think. At least for me, the basis of what I see the mission of the pillar to be is treating this not as a luxury to be indulged or, or sort of a hobby for your spare time, but really um, an essential service, an essential service in, um, in and to the society of the church, because you know, we've seen in the development of stories in the last uh, several years as we've been working together, that the deeper you go into these things, the more clear sometimes things become, but also that you see, you, you uncover problems that you didn't necessarily know were there, but also you discover um, the interconnectedness of things, and you begin to understand that really, you know, one story begets another begets another, and and this is the kind of thread following that takes time and takes dedicated effort and attention and is and is worth that effort, I think, and it's worth it not just in a journalistic sense, but it's also worth it uh, in in the sense of being an active member of the church and saying, well, where is our place in this? How do we speak to and about the church um, while serving the truth as journalists, but with, with filial
0: devotion and love for the church? As men of the church, that's right. I think one of the things that we have always believed as journalism is that um, undertaking Catholic journalism means undertaking not only journalism about the church, but undertaking journalism as Catholics, thinking in the church, not just from the church, but thinking in the church, thinking with the church's doctrinal teaching, thinking and working from and towards the Eucharist, the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, which is the source and summit of all of our Catholic lives, which means in some way, the Eucharist, the Mass, is and should be the source and summit of our journalistic work. And our goal with the pillar is to take the skills and dispositions and temperaments and abilities um, that we have, however meagre they are, and offer them to the Lord to be able to help the Church, serve the Church, be men of the Church, by identifying where the Church is in need of reform, Helping insofar as we're able to propose mechanisms of reform or renewal, or to be able to point to those who understand mechanisms of reform and renewal, be able to point to efforts of mechanisms of reform and renewal, and to do that in a way that, exactly as you say, is done as sons of the church and in a way that we hope will serve not only the institution but serve the faith of those who who read our work or listen to us on this podcast um, that will help us all to grow in a deeper relationship with the church and a deeper understanding of the call that God has given us to serve the church um, with sort of the full embrace of our humanity and the full embrace of work like this, which is not intended to be disparaging or to be negative or to be sort of muckraking, but is intended rather to be a source of information, a source of Clarity and a source of um, the kind of light that um, helps things to be renewed in Christ. Right, I think
1: it's true, and I think something that, uh, I mean, the church is, the church is a big and sprawling society. It's an important um, institution, just in terms of its footprint, and it's obviously of immense spiritual and salvific importance for the entire world. But I think, despite its size. And its relevance, and in the, the sort of need there is to cover it in all of its aspects. Very often, there is, and you know, this is a function of the church being misunderstood, but especially by, for example, secular media outlets. A lot of the time, um, there there is a lack of perspective in in discussing the reality of the church and the reality of her life in different ways. That, for example, the church as a society has its own government, its own laws, its own courts, its own banks, its own hospitals, its own schools, and how those institutions and organizations interplay and participate in the church's spiritual mission and at the same time have a very human reality to them, I think is something that, that needs to be covered. It needs to be covered well and it needs to be discussed intelligently and in a way that understands the church in sort of both her human and her divine dimensions. And, and I think that's something that, you know, can always be done better. And I think it's something that certainly there is a, there's a need for now.
0: And it's something that I think we, we're we going to aim to do well. And in a minute, I want to talk that, I mean, the purpose of this uh, podcast, which is a short little episode of our new show, The Pillar Podcast, is to introduce this new project that we're beginning, The Pillar. Um, and uh, and I, I want to talk a little bit about what actually The Pillar will be. Um, but before uh, doing that, um, I, I think it might be helpful... If it's possible that there are people who are listening to us who um, don't know who we are, I I, you know, I don't know how they got this show, but if there are people listening to us who are not sort of familiar with uh, with us, it might be good Ed, to just say a little bit about who you are and then I'll do the same. Sure. Um,
1: well, I am, as you say, Ed Condon. I I spent most of, well, I don't know if it's still most actually, it's been a while now. So I would say I spent the first uh, half of my working life uh, in professional politics in
0: in the UK uh, where I, where I live for most of my life because Ed, you're English, is that right uh, I have more than one passport okay, and I mean, when I say you're English, I mean before working in professional politics, you went like to Hogwarts or something, yeah uh, no yeah okay go ahead no uh, we're not but kind of uh, but kind of we're not no, okay, so you used to be a politician I used to work in
1: in professional politics in in Brit. <laughs> oh my lord. <sighs> Not even the fifteen-minute introductory <laughs> episode. <laughs> uh, anyway, I, I spent um, the first half of my career there, and then I—I I wanted not—not uh, not a little bit influenced by a visit to Parliament, where I was working at the time, by Pope Benedict the Sixteenth, who gave a, a very very important and very, very powerful speech on the nature of Christian participation of public life, I I felt the desire to serve the church in a more immediate way. And so that led me to studying canon law in grad school, becoming a canon lawyer, spending a number of years in, uh, in sort of freelance canonical practice, working for different dioceses, working for individuals, working on uh, across a range of sort of practice areas and cases, but mostly uh, in the area of, unfortunately, uh, clerical sexual abuse, which gave me... Um, which gave me a really up-close look at how justice is perceived, spoken about, and practiced, and administered in the life of the Church, sometimes for good and sometimes very badly. And this really... Um started in me a, a desire to, to look at the, the life of the church from the, not from the perspective of, but at least informed by the knowledge of how she conceives and articulates herself as a society, a society, a society with all of these things that we, we mentioned earlier, laws, rights, institutions, hierarchy, all of these things, and to see that, you know, this is, this is if you like, the x-ray skeleton of the life of the church and that it's important to to be able to have this sort of, you know, x-ray up on the wall sometimes and be able to assess the, the health of the life that we 're looking at, and um, while I was practicing canon law, I started dabbling uh, in in the world of Catholic media. I wrote a few things in different places
0: uh, yeah you were writing uh, you were writing some kind of columns in commentary and analysis in different places for for a while for a while and um, you know the first sort of real story that i I got my teeth into
1: in uh, two thousand sixteen I did so as a, because it piqued my canonical curiosity, which was a story about uh, the cancellation of an external audit of the Vatican. Curia, which seemed to signal a kind of strange turf war between then, um, what was then under Cardinal Pell, the Secretary for the Economy, and the Vatican Secretary of State, and how and how that seemed to affect Pope Francis's reforming agenda for the Roman Curia, and that sort of started me down a slippery slope until one day I got a phone call from from JD Flynn, uh, who who basically that to me, Mario. Sorry, go ahead. That's fine. Um, <laughs> no, and you, you very kindly invited and uh, persuasively convinced me to to sort of go pro on, on the whole Catholic media thing, which I then did. And so it's been an interesting, for me, uh, two and a half years coming on, three years being a Catholic journalist, because, of course... Um, it's been an interesting three years in the life of the Church. Exactly. And, you know, a, a week after I decided to become a full-time Catholic journalist we had the McCarrick scandal break and it's been it's been a, a pretty wild ride ever since and and I think one thing that you can say both of the sort of fallout of the Theodore McCarrick scandal and also the ongoing saga of Vatican finances which consume a very large portion of my brain space at any given moment is that the there is a real service to be done for the life of the church to offer in-depth analysis and investigation of important news stories like these, because we've seen over the past several years, including, for example, the the trial in Australia of Cardinal George Pell, we have seen that uh, authentic Catholic uh, investigative journalism can move the needle, can make a difference, can make a real substantive and positive contribution to the life of the Church. And I think that's something that it's a very healthy ambition for us to have, and it's something I, I really think we can
0: make a contribution to in this. I I hope so. I, I hope that's true. I suppose you're having given something of an introduction. I should probably do the same. Uh, I am... <laughs> Okay, listeners, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I am laughing right now because uh, I asked Ed to give himself a a quick introduction and he did what he just did. And then as I began my introduction, he flashed his watch at me to remind me that we intended for this to be a short introduction and we have to go somewhere. If that's not emblematic of what this show will be all about, I don't know what is. Nevertheless, I am also a canon lawyer. Uh, I became a canon lawyer in 2007. I have a graduate degree in theology. Uh, I've spent all of my professional life working for the church in one form or another, or working to serve the church in one form or another, and most of my professional life working in chanceries or for religious institutes, um, or in the context of a seminary, or in other ways within the institution of the church. And so the last several years that I have spent in Catholic journalism, uh, a story I'll tell another time how that happened, but the last several years that I've spent in Catholic journalism have come from the perspective of someone who not only loves the church and has some formation in the life of the church, but has spent time kind of seeing, as it were, how the how the sausage gets made in in the context of chanceries and parishes and religious institutes and seminaries and things like that. And that has been that has informed my journalism and that um, also informs the mission of the pillar. Ed, your experience in the life of the church comes sort of odd extra, what how the church plays out in politics, uh, your experience of the life of the church also comes in your canonical work, which has mostly been done at the level of the CDF and, and, and the Holy See. And my experience of the church comes in chanceries and parishes and religious religious institutes and things like that. And together, those sort of serve to give us, I think, a pretty broad perspective on the life of the church. Our mission with The Pillar is um, to spend most of our time doing investigative work on issues related to those things, but at the same time, dear listeners, to provide for you weekly newsletters with um, analysis and brief points of interest or reflection uh, about what's uh, what's going on in the life of the church. It is our goal not to waste your time. It is our goal to write for people who know and love the church and um, to point out things that may be of interest to you without clogging your inbox or wasting your time, but sending you new newsletters each week that point to things that we've been writing or publishing and point to other things of interest or import as well to keep you... Um, in the know about things that you might need to know to give you explainers when helpful or to provide context on stories of controversy when helpful, and at the same time, in the background, to spend most of our time doing investigative work, which we will publish as we are able to publish. If you are uh, hearing this from social media and you're interested in subscribing to the work that we do, you go to pillarcatholic.com and sign up for our uh, newsletter. We begin with a newsletter because um, we will be building a website as people are want to do. But we begin with a newsletter because we're just starting out. We don't uh, have, to be honest, a whole lot of content to put on a website quite yet. And we thought the best way to be in touch with you with regularity was to uh, to be in in your inbox. So we're grateful that you let us there. Listeners, we would ask you for a couple of things as we begin this project. First and most importantly, and quite seriously, we would ask you for your prayers. We are beginning a new journalistic venture um, that we think Providence has led us to and that we believe um, can be of real service to the church. We suspect most of our listeners are people of prayer, and we think that your prayers will sustain us and support us in this work that we do. After that, we ask that if you have news tips, if you think there are things that should be covered, investigated, treated seriously, and taken seriously by people who love the church and know the church, reach out to us. Contact us. You can find contact info for us at PillarCatholic.com, or you can find us on Twitter or Facebook or other things like that. Reach out to us with with your tips and ideas, and we will uh, treat them with respect and we will treat them uh, confidentially. As you reach out to us, we know how important that is. And uh, what else? Ed, would we ask for from our listeners?
1: Uh, well, I'd ask them to you know if you if you are coming to this this podcast uh, from from mm-hmm. having followed us in some of our previous efforts, I would ask you to please. Help us spread the word. I I those of you who have listened to me on other podcasts, at other times and other places, know that I dislike Uh, attention, believe it or not, he said speaking on a podcast that he's (laughs) on every week, but I dislike the sort of the rude mechanics of asking for attention and for people to, to interact and give us recognition. But in this case, I would sincerely ask you to, to help people find us, uh, help your friends, tell your friends, help people find the pillar podcast. If they, if they used to listen to us elsewhere, help people find pillar catholic.com, um, yeah, please, because you know one of the things that has uh, helped me say yes to this latest uh, project really is for me the the, the great response uh, we've had to to some of the things we've done in the past and and knowing that they're you know we are we are hopefully continuing to contribute to what really is the the society that is the church.
0: All right. Well, thank you for uh, that, Ed. Okay. Uh, Look forward to uh, our regularly scheduled podcast soon, PillarCatholic.com. We're glad to have you. Pray for us. Please. The Pillar Podcast is a production of Pillar Media and Ed and J.D. Joint. I'm your host and the Pillar's editor-in-chief, J.D. Flynn, and I'm joined by my podcasting partner, Pillar co-founder and editor, Ed Condon. Don't forget to tip your waitresses.